breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel. Mike M. McCarty, middle old a week, and we've got uh, Barry Milligan, state senator, scheduled. Ruben's still uh, trying to get him on the phone. Mm-hmm. Senator, if you're Maybe. listening. Yeah, there we yeah. go. He got him. Very mm-hmm. good. Um uh, so we can got him. Barry Milligan, you on the phone there with us this morning? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for joining us. You've got a uh, a bill that uh, tell us about this prohibiting foreign governments from investing in land within fifty miles. Is that right of a military installation? That's correct. That's correct. The, the I have carried the past couple of years bills to protect critical infrastructure, uh, bills to protect our higher ed research from theft, from from rogue foreign actors and. This is just another bill to kind of push us forward. Uh, two years ago, I began working with the FBI. Uh, frightening enough, they came to, to us, and, and I chair Homeland Security for the Senate, and they came to us and said, hey, we, we've got to protect ourselves. Uh, and, and honestly, if the federal government's not going to do it, then the state government needs to. And so I started working with them, and this is just another step forward. There, there's been some concern this week that uh, Chinese interests have purchased uh, Old Oaks and Stonebridge, and they had a Chinese minister in, I believe, last night for like a meet and greet. And and I got a lot of texts and messages this week that the, the Chinese interests have been buying land around Barksdale. Um, mm-hmm. Have you heard about that? What, are you, what can you tell us? What do you know? You know, I, I heard that that was in the works. I didn't get any details. I, I, I haven't run this bill because of that. It's just, that's what's happened. And, and I guess, you know, Old Oaks and, and Stonebridge being bought, um, and so close to, to Barksdale, obviously north and south, um, that's scary, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and we have land across this country close to military installations. Uh, that are being bought for for that for that purpose, and it, it all it all looks to be on the up and up. But what we're finding is it's not. They have the ability to to monitor activities and and radio traffic and communications, uh, and and watch so close to to the base. And it, again, it's just it's a problem that we're we're having, and and there needs to be more done. Uh, you know, we're looking at at. You know, farmland, for instance, it's being it's being swallowed up. We, we're we're looking at obviously land close to military bases. Um, we're looking at uh, group infrastructures such as communication towers uh, that are being purchased. Um, and so we're and this is this isn't me making that up. This is actually the FBI coming sitting down with me. Um, and it really, it's a first step. One of the things when I mentioned the FBI about wanting to do this to help. They said, well, we've got to be able to protect going forward, but at some point we have to look backwards. It's, it's one thing to know uh, going forward who is buying us. It's another to, to know who owns us. Um, and they pointed out a, a large chemical facility that we have down here uh, near Baton Rouge that um, 
you know, everybody says, oh, it's owned by an Australian company. The problem is when you look who owns the Australian company, it's, it's, it's rogue China. Mm. Um, and so, and, and yet, you know, we, we, we're all about economic development, right? And so we, we want, you know, we want that investment into, to our, our jobs and, and, and future here. And then we, we sit and think, okay, this is great. And then we look up and find out that it's a, it's a rogue country that's actually buying us one piece at a time. Um, and so that's the purpose of this bill. It's, it's precautionary. Uh, I looked around, uh, the country and I think 16 other states are, are running legislation similar to this, uh, including California, which, which is kind of crazy to me, I guess. I wouldn't expect that, but <laughs> we, we're trying to, we're trying to jump out ahead of it and, and just take every precaution we can. I, I saw a recent story about China buying up land across the the entire country uh, that showed a map of a percentage of, of you know, the, of each particular state that they bought in, Louisiana being one of them. But, I mean, it goes across the southern portion all the way to California. And one of the things that they were saying was China cannot feed itself, and so they're buying farmland, you know, for mm-hmm. food security but but it go, I think it goes deeper, and, I, and Barry, I think you feel the same way. It goes deeper than that, and this is a national security issue that we need to address. It, very much so. Look, if 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 someone controls your food production, right? If someone controls your food production, they control you. And and so and the crazy thing with that is that you know I I can put a bill in that says. Um, Hey, we, we want to know that any acreage, uh, that, that changes hands in the state that is, um, you know, 50 acres or more, we want to know who's, who's buying it. That's fine. They'll just come by 49, right? They'll just, mm-hmm. they'll just come by small. And so mm-hmm. it's a difficult maneuver. I was, I was working on a bill last year that, that, you know, we're protecting, uh, ourselves from contracts with these foreign, uh, the, these rogue foreign nations or foreign adversaries, you know, we were working on that. And I was working on a bill that basically said we want to know who owns us and we want to work backwards. And, and it's just, it's crazy to me that, that people came out of the woodwork and said, well, we, we understand what you're doing, but, but you don't have to worry about us. You don't have to worry about our farmland. You don't have to worry about our chemical plants. Barry, well, yeah, you do. Let me ask you a question. What you know, you have to be careful here because, uh, let's say I'm a Chinese American and I want to buy land. Um, That's I, I want to buy Stonebridge. I want to buy Old Oaks. Just because my name is Chinese, what's the fine line you're going to have to walk to to make sure these are individuals who just trying to do business and this isn't they are working for the Chinese government? How do you determine that? No, and that's the hard part. The hard part is you, you, you want to sit there and say, hey, we're a free, free, free nation, a free, a free state. We have citizens here that, that want to, um, you know, make an investment into a, a golf course. Um, it's really about just finding out or, you know, are they buying it for themselves or they're buying it for other use? Are they buying it for other people? Um, are they buying it for, uh, uh, you know, the, the country back home. And it's about the due diligence. Um, and, and that's the complicated part. And of course, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not after attacking anybody. I'm just trying to put, find a, a mechanism to say, Hey, we, we've got to slow this down. And, and obviously, um, uh, you know, the, the best defense is a strong offense. Um, and so we, we've got to figure all that out and working with attorney general's office and, and just trying to make sure that we, we do protect ourselves, but yet at the same time, 
you know, we, 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 we want the investment into our, our state. We just have to be careful where, mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's a challenge. It really is. And, and, you know, three years ago when we talked about this, it was not necessary and, and oh, you don't, we don't need that. We don't, that's not really a problem. And yet we found out three years later, here we are and it is the problem. Mm. And, and look, China has China, a, a foreign actor like China has made no bones about it. I mean, we, we, oh, yeah. we you know, we're, we're well, with the current administration, they don't have bullets. to hide anything. They've got full support from our federal to. government. They do not have to. China, China's made no bones about it. They, they published the plan. Uh, I think it was called the 10,000 talents. And mm. in that plan, they said they were going to dismantle us one piece at a time by, by basically buying what they could buy and stealing what they could steal. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo, Mike and McCarty. Aaron, I I would not have gone to the pep rally. You wouldn't? I'm just telling you, wouldn't have made it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't yeah. have made it wouldn't have made the pep rally. The teachers if, all if, over are gearing up for leap testing next week. And they're having pep rallies. Well, at Yuri Drive Middle Magnet. Oh, you would never have made it. They're having what is called Hush Day. Now, mm. apparently, they've been doing this for years. Yeah. This is not something new. Not and, new. And according to um, well, their Facebook, the kids love it. Oh, they do. <laughs> they do. The kids love it. You know what this day, it, it, they, all kids are given like a name tag. Mm-hmm. And it's like the quiet game. You're, you know, you're in sure. the car with the kids and you, you want Play some it. peace and quiet. <laughs> We're playing the We're quiet playing game, the quiet game. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the whole school. Yes. All the school is playing the quiet game. And uh, according to their Facebook, it says if they speak or cause a disturbance in an undesignated area without permission, their name tag will be cut. If the student still has their whole name tag at the end of the day, they will get to go to the Leap pep rally. <laughs> To spend time with friends, watch dance line and cheer perform, mm-hmm. and get concessions. Yes. There'll also be a live DJ. Parents are ticked off about Hush Day. Did I, am I hearing that right? I, this is why not would right. You, why why would, could you do this to our kids? <laughs> it, well, some of the some of the responses, the uh, re, the replies. Calm down. Hush day is fun. We're only quiet in the hallways and some teachers make it difficult and we can't talk. If your kid doesn't want to participate, all they have to do is speak. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Hello. You're out. Okay. You sit in the room while they're having Bep Rally. Uh, Nicole Carper is a teacher at URI and she says, for 13 years, I can tell you this is a fun challenge, not a punishment. The kids are excited about this day. It's fun to see who can make it all day. And most do. Mm-hmm. The students love this day. But there are some parents who are ticked off about it. What is their beef? It's I, mean to their kids. Uh, <laughs> you're being mean to my kids. Okay, you parent, as a parent who don't like this, you're never allowed to play the quiet game with your children. You're never allowed to play it again. If you don't like Hush Day, no more quiet game. This, this parent says, this is stupid. So they can't go to the pep rally because you talk. So why should they do good on the test? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why should they do good on the test? Oh, my gosh. Uh, everyone should be able to go. Everything <laughs> that you can do to make school fun for the kids. So is, and the kids love this day. They look forward to right. it. They're, you know, when somebody's wanting to talk and they go, you know, it's just cool. Yeah. There's going to be, there's always going to be a few that go, oh, this is mean to the children, whatever. Y'all must be, y'all parents must be new. Hush day ain't nothing bad. I know. I, I went to Yuri all three years and loved it. Mm-hmm. Hush day isn't a punishment. It's a fun challenge for one day. Yes. Out here talking about, let's get loud about it. Ridiculous. Really? They're talking about getting all upset about it? Apparently some are going to go in and get loud. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't do that. Please don't do that. That's not right. Oh, what's wrong with Hush Day? My ADD, you know, 10-year-old self. No, no, I wouldn't have You would never I wouldn't have. Through no fault of my own. What did he just say? Through no fault of his own. Through no fault of my own. You can't you, help that you're ADD. You wouldn't make it through first period. No, I wouldn't make it. No, I wouldn't make it off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> you would be spewing. Hey, what are y'all stuff. doing? What's going on? How come everybody's so quiet? What are we, what's for lunch today? Who <laughs> did my homework for me? Oh, man. But everybody's in a tizzy. Panties in a bunch yeah. about Hush Day. Holy cow. Get a grip. <laughs> Let them have a little fun. We have a little more. We, I, I don't know. And you know what? It's nice for teachers, too. Give them a minute for crying out loud. Good night. Now, when you first said Hush Day, it, of course, my, you know, my, my mm. mind goes to, wait, wait, wait. What do they have to be quiet about? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are right, there, right. Are, are, are there... Are there uh, Dancers there that shouldn't be there. Oh, Are we no, having Mike. story time no. that shouldn't be happening? No, you know? that's not it. Okay. Just that's a good. fun day. Fun day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brandon Troskler, he's uh, a candidate for the Secretary of State, going to join us later this morning. Mike and McCarty, 1017. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. We gotta get Mike and Mark Mangum back on. Twin blends. Oh yeah. They've got it they've got a, a new post of uh this is like good gosh. Thirtieth anniversary for Blind Tiger? Wow. It's been wow. there thirty years. Unreal. Golly. The building goes back to the you know, the early fifteen hundreds. Um <laughs> Goes a long way back. Been I there worked. A minute. I worked. It was uh, Buckaloo Hardware a hundred years ago. I worked there in the building when it was Chelsea's in the square. Mm-hmm. Um, had a great crew. It was a neat building even back then. Yeah. And uh, I remember at one point it was a TGI Fridays. Remember? Was it really back in the seventies? Yeah. I wasn't here in the seventies. TGI Fridays. Um. But upstairs, back in the 80s, the the whole upstairs was, I don't know what it's like now, uh, but it was just an empty floor. And hmm. you could see cockfighting cages 
They still, really? they still had set up. Wow. Up there at one point. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. Crazy. Mm. But that's uh, nuts. I don't know. That just right. Uh, thanks, guys. That was pretty. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Bringing yeah. back some really cool memories. They do great work. They really do. Uh, Brandon Trostler, he's Secretary of State candidate, going to join us um, after seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. We're working on getting Richard Llewellyn. Uh, trying to get hold. We've of got him. some weather coming into our area. We'll, we're we're going to talk about that. Some obviously we have weather. That's, sure. That's that's. It's like saying, well, I have sinuses. Well, everybody has sinuses. <laughs> you may have a sinus infection. Yeah. But uh, we've got some possible severe weather coming into our area. Mm-hmm. I'll say it that way. Yep. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike M. McCarty. You brought up earlier this week the the sign coming in from the south on forty nine. Mm-hmm. As you enter Caddo Parish. Yes, sir. <laughs> it says welcome to Caddo Parish. Mm-hmm. Not welcome to Shreveport. Now one mm. of our comments on the Shreveport Security Systems message board said there are several of them. One coming in from Arkansas. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one coming in from the south. It's because you're not, they, in the comments said, you're not entering Shreveport at that point. You're, you're entering Caddo Parish. You're close enough. <laughs> I'm just People don't say, I'm traveling. Nobody in this state says, I'm traveling to Caddo Parish this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to Caddo Parish to see the Rose Center. <laughs> I'm going to Caddo Parish to go gamble. <laughs> you know, when you go to New Orleans, you don't go, I'm going to Jefferson Parish. To see Mardi Gras. Orleans Parish. I'm going to yeah, Orleans Parish right. to see Mardi Gras. You're going to the city. You're going, going to the city. <laughs> you, I know it's your money, Caddo Parish. I get it. But please, Shreveport is the center. It's your, what do you call it? The, the, the seat. Hu- the seat of your parish. Right. That's where people are going. So I threw out some fishing lines yesterday to Who find out. Who was it that just said, you know, we need to change our thinking. You know, we've got a lot to be positive about. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and we need to start, stop uh, bashing ourselves. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're coming in on 49 into Shreveport, excuse me, you're coming into Caddo Parish from Stonewall. I need a picture of the sign. I forgot to take one. So shoot me a picture of the Caddo Parish sign. You can send it on the Shreveport Security Systems message board or if you have my text, my, my uh, phone number texted to me. I inquired about the sign and I found out there are two signs. There's one coming in from on 49 North as you come into Caddo Parish. And there's one in the south as you leave Stonewall. No, could. as you leave DeSoto Parish. I wish you could have seen her face when she said, Caddo Parish. <laughs> the, here's, here's the response I got from a couple of commissioners. The Caddo Commission placed two signs on I-49, one on the south end, one on the north end, coming from Arkansas. The total cost for both signs, $138,000, 920 <sighs> I did get one of the commissioners who voted against the idea, Mario Chavez. I think he says he was the only one who voted against it. Um, he thought it was a waste of money and that nobody cares that they're coming into Caddo Parish. 
Nobody gives a hooey <laughs> that they're coming into Caddo Parish. Hey, we made it to Shreveport. Good. Ruben, I think we should do Hush Day here in this town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ratings would plummet. You know I'm ratings gold when I mean, I'm yeah, that, that would be nice to me, but I don't think the audience would like it very much. <laughs> it, I've never driven into another community where it says, Welcome to the County of Harrison. No, I've never seen that before. I don't think anyone has. Welcome to Panola County. <laughs> I don't think that's a real thing. I turn my headphones down a little bit. Why <laughs> are we... Why, why did we do this? I don't disagree with you. I, I don't... I guess it's just not the hill I'm willing to die I'm on. I'm not willing to die on it either, but I'm like, <laughs> of the stupidest things we've spent money on, the sign's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But I also heard it came in double the cost we were planning for. We were planning to spend, you know, 40000 per you sign or something. You want to drive south on 49 just to go see the sign. It's a beautiful sign. It's gorgeous. I don't know if it has lights. I came How in far today. out is it? Uh, guess where it is. Right when you enter. Shreveport. No. Caddo Parish. Caddo Parish. Oh, okay. I thought there was going to be some irony here. I thought there was going to be some. It's just south cottage. of the south of the southern loop or whatever, and I I just found it. Again, it's a beautiful sign, good work sign company. I want to go put a banner over it that says Shreveport. <laughs> Can I do? Oh, would oh, I get oh, in oh, trouble oh. for that? Oh, somebody's going to deface the sign now. I just see it coming. Oh no! Don't do that. I, I see Don't it do coming. That. <laughs> Was Mike's idea? Please, the yeah. Kiel, please don't. The Kiel Morning Show does not encourage anyone. To. Thank you. Ruben. Our disclaimer: yeah, Don't do it. We're not don't saying that. Do it, please. Don't do it. But it is stupid looking. It is the stupidest thing. Welcome to Caddo Parish. Welcome. Let's drive across the Texas state. Welcome to Harrison County. See, I, that just wouldn't have even. I don't know that that would have even hit me. Can oh, I it hit, it hit any attention more. to it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm I'm shocked nobody has sent it to me yet. <laughs> that nobody prior to now, you know, when the sign first went up, why didn't somebody send me a picture of that sign? I How know. long has it been there? Who knows? Who knows? And it's it's pretty new. It looks clean, and beautiful. So it's pretty new. But God, well, obviously pretty recent. If 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 Chavez voted against it, it's yes, probably absolutely. pretty recent. And it, and it, but it's a sign of the bigger picture. The bigger picture is. We we our parish has a lot of money. Okay, here so you go. So we're spending it. Shreveport Security Systems message board. Okay. Of course, they're gonna have. We're gonna have the things that says Shreveport is the battleground that determines if you're able to enter Bossier City. Bulletproof vests oh, are come cheating. On, please. Yeah, come on, please. That's what I'm talking about. Please. But this this one says okay. Joey says. There's so much more to Caddo Parish than Shreveport. There absolutely is. I, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I, you know, but that's just not how you market a community. Caddo Parish is huge. It is huge. It is huge. It, you you market a community by your biggest. We're the third largest city in the state. I know some people don't want to embrace that. I know some people want to be negative. But that's where people are driving to. If they're coming to our area and this is their final destination, they're coming to Shreveport or Bossier Odds City. Are, right. Yes. And anyway. We got to take a break. Let <sighs> me get a picture, please. please. Don't deface it. What a one seven F.
1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. I asked earlier how long has that sign been up? Talking about the sign, welcome to Caddo Parish, um, south of Shreveport. <laughs> See what I did there? Mm, yeah, pretty south good. South <laughs> of Shreveport. Uh, Chris said six months on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Uh, I, I, <laughs> DT says, can someone remove the copper building just off I-20? At that vanity project there, um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go ahead because it, it's already broken. Uh, Ida Man says uh, near Ida, Louisiana, right at the Arkansas line. Us country folk want nothing to do with Shreveport. LOL. Mm-hmm. He's saying this tongue in cheek. We'd rather just associate with Caddo Parish, and he's got that laughing emoji. What we're talking about is, if you're just joining us, is there's a sign as you enter Caddo Parish from I-49. You come from Stonewall into Caddo. It says, Welcome to Caddo Parish. There's another one, I-49 North, Welcome to Caddo Parish. And I just found it silly. You don't, and you never see a sign, Welcome to Jefferson Parish. Welcome to... A Boyle's Parish. You see the name of the city, whatever the community is you're entering. But I just now got a text that's interesting. I got two. If you're coming in from the north, you're going 30 miles in Caddo Parish before you get to the Shreveport city line. Right. City okay. limits. I told you, Caddo so Parish is huge. There's 30 miles up there. So maybe that sign I'm okay with. But the one from Stonewall, that's three miles. Until you're in the city limits of Shreveport, why doesn't the sign say "Welcome to Shreveport"? It seems idiotic to spend one hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars welcoming people to a parish that they don't even know they're in a parish. They don't even have a clue. I got a text that says, "Look, we spent way more stupid money than that. Oh. How about the free money we gave out? The six hundred dollars? Oh, guaranteed income? Right? Yeah, that was pretty lame too. I got to admit. They, they said, "Is there a study or report if?" That improved anyone's life? Mm-hmm. Did they get their life moving forward? Yeah. How did they spend the money? Are we accounting for that money? How much total was given out during that program? Oh, a bunch. A pile of money. Yeah. Got another note from a More a than local... $150,000. Oh, yeah. Got a note from a local judge who says, modify the sign. Welcome to Caddo Parish, home of Shreveport, Louisiana. Please don't go out and modify the sign on your own. <laughs> Please, yeah, we're yeah. not we're not encouraging that. No, 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 that. no, 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 no. Oh, but I do want a picture of the sign. I do want. I, it's a beautiful sign. Don't get me wrong. Hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars. Welcome to Caddo Parish. <laughs> Nobody has a clue what parish they're driving in. I'm sorry. I'm pibbing again. Nobody has a clue, or nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. Nobody gives a riff. <laughs> Whew, I'm sorry. I got to calm down. Um, Ruben, what did you say those signs were? The green ones that just say, like, when yeah, you're going uh, in Lincoln, Lincoln Parish. County, you <laughs> Webster know? Parish. Yeah. It's, just, it's a green <laughs> so metal know, sign. So you know says, what deputies to look for if you're going 80 miles an yeah, hour. Correct. You know what cars to yeah, look for. Yeah, do you have a hookup with what parish? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do I got a hookup? Right. right. <laughs> not that I would ever do that. No, no, never. No, no, of course not. <laughs> But I want to know what color the cars are when I'm, yeah. when I'm in that, that, exactly. that parish. <laughs> Brandon Trusclair, he's a candidate for Secretary of State, going to be joining us just after the local news, Mike and McCarty. 101. What a- 
1017 FM 710 Keel. Mike and McCarty in studio with Brandon Trusclair, candidate for Secretary of State. Uh, you're currently the uh, CEO head cheese of uh, Ralph's Markets, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Which are in South Louisiana. I have 13 stores across South Louisiana and in the Mississippi. And you have plans to come into Shreveport. <laughs> not exactly. Not exactly. <laughs> I plan on fixing Shreveport's elections, but uh, not to sell groceries at the moment. Why do you want to be Secretary of State? Yeah, because I think we have some of the worst, if not the worst, elections in the, in the country. Um, you know, our Secretary of State says we have the six best elections, but how can that be true if you can't audit our elections here in the state of Louisiana or the only state that you can't audit our elections. Uh, we don't even know who counts our vote. Uh, I ask people all the time when I go speak, who counts our vote? They, they don't know. It's usually crickets. Then they start guessing whether it's the registrar or the clerk or even the secretary of state. But the fact of the matter is we outsource everything in the state department and it's a proprietary black box and we send that up to uh, to Canada and they tell us who won our elections. Now when you say audit our elections, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Yeah. Other states can go online and... and- yeah. So you could actually go in Nancy Pelosi's district in California, and you can go on their website. Why would you do that? And, and you, yeah, but you can go in, and you can not only see the cast vote record from the machines, but you can also see a physical image of the ballots that were cast. And you can't do that in Louisiana. You can't do that at all. When we hear um, current folks in our elections department say Louisiana's system is secure, it's not accessible from the internet, and we have one of the most secure systems in the nation. True? Not true? Yeah, not true. I'm going to tell you how, how secure it is. So we got permission uh, if we wanted to hack into the, our election management system. And so we got a novice hacker, and we hacked in and gave the Secretary of State all his own passwords in less than three minutes. That's how secure that's, that's how secure it is. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Repeat that now? You yeah. had somebody... We had a novice hacker, and we asked for permission. A novice hacker. A novice hacker. And I asked for permission to to try to hack into our system and prove how secure or insecure it is. And in less than three minutes, uh, our hacker sitting next to the secretary gave him all his own passwords to our election management system. Sitting less next than, to the secretary of state, sitting next to the secretary changed of state. the passwords or, or had access to his ha- passwords. In less than three minutes. Our elections aren't secure at all, folks. So Not what, even close. what are you going to do to change that? What yeah. are some things you have to put in place? Yeah, so uh, so put in place Act 480 has already passed uh, in 2021, and that's already given the, uh, the, the approval for hand-marked secure paper ballots. We had the, uh, the voting commission and uh, election integrity hearings in 2021 in the Senate, and every expert that came in said hand-marked secure paper ballots are the safest and secure way to do that. Um, so that's what we're going to implement is paper ballots counted by the people of Louisiana and certified by the people of Louisiana on election night. Within minutes of the polls closing, we'll have a certified election that you can can audit. Aaron asked the question uh, before before we came on the air, is there any way, why can't we know the election results on election night? Uh, You know, Arizona, (laughs) it's taking, you know, it took weeks and months to get their election results. That's correct. So 68% of the country is currently voting on paper ballots. And what you had in Arizona is massive amounts of corruption. And a common a common theme that's, that we have still here in Louisiana is Dominion voting machines. So in Arizona, they use paper ballots, but they scan them through Dominion tabulators. And what you have in Arizona, that's a bottom-up state, not a top-down like Louisiana. So every county commissioner, they decide on what, you know, what ballots they are and printing the ballots and stuff like that. So you had candidates that were left off of ballots. You had different size ballots. You had a ton of corruption going over there in Louisiana with a top-down state we're going to provide those ballots and again they are not running them through tabulators they're counted by the people of Louisiana on election night we require IDs to vote I don't I don't understand how an, an election can not require somebody to provide an ID 
to legitimize your vote, mm-hmm. uh, mail-in ballots. Tell me about how mail-in ballots are going to work in ballot harvesting in Louisiana. Yep, so uh, so ballot harvesting is illegal, and it's actually not a big problem here in Louisiana. And in mail-in But it's ba- legal in, in other states. That is correct, but I'm, I'm worried about my people here in the state of Louisiana. And, um, and again, mail-in ballots, it's, it's for the military and some elderly and disabled. It's about 8% of the vote. Um, so and it's not a big, big problem here. But let's talk about showing showing your proof of citizenship. So, again, our, our elected officials are stating that we had the six best elections according to the Heritage Foundation, which I interned there as a young man. So I went look up that, that study, and our overall score is a 75. Mike, that's unacceptable to me as a citizen and as a taxpayer. That's completely unacceptable. But if you break down that study, there's about 12 categories. We have an F in the proof of citizenship in our elections here in Louisiana. We have an F in the accuracy of our voter rolls. See, that's surprising to me. Mm-hmm. It, it's surprising, but when you start digging in, into the things and finding the facts, it, it is, it's, it's god-awful here in Louisiana with our elections. We, we got a question in my email that, that we, we talked to Congressman Mike Johnson about the elections in the fall, and, and there was a lot of talk that there would be a red wave, and it was going it was coming. And we asked him why that didn't materialize, and he said there were a few reasons. Abortion hurt us. Uh, we had some poor candidates, a weak ground game, and the effects of the economy did not resonate. Um, your thoughts on that, why there was not the red wave that everyone predicted? Yeah, so first off, I think Mike Johnson is a, is a fine Christian man, and I agree with him on a lot of things, but I strongly disagree with him on that. Uh, I was advocating that there was never going to be a red wave. When you have a, a company like Dominion that control our elections and they tell us the results of our elections, there was never going to be a red wave. We, we've had great candidates run for governor and other positions in Louisiana. Um, I, I'm strongly, strongly pro-life, and I don't think abortion had hurt us as well. The economy is on the brink of disaster here under the Biden administration. Um, those are not um, Those are not reasons for the red wave. Can you hang with us? I want to talk about your lawsuit with regard to the VAX mandates. Absolutely. You were heavily involved in that. I I was the man. Yes. In studio with Brandon Trostler, candidate for Louisiana Secretary of State. Go return after the break. 1017 FM, 710 Kiel. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty in studio with Brandon Trostler running for Louisiana Secretary of State. Okay, you were heavily involved in the these Vax mandate fights. You filed a lawsuit on behalf of your employees, correct? Tell Cor- me, correct. tell me uh, why you got so active in that. Yeah, and so, when you say employees, we'll, we'll clarify. Uh, Ralph's Markets, you're mm-hmm. the CEO. Well, I'm the owner. I'm owner. the sole owner of head Ralph's cheese. Market. Yeah. yeah. And so that's at the time I had 16 stores across the state. I had a little over 500 employees. Uh, the hurricane knocked out a few um, of our of our locations. But um, the President Biden announced that he was going to come up with this employer vaccine mandate. If you had over 100 employees, that they had to take the vaccine or, or I had to fire them. And so my stance was that Joe Biden doesn't belong in my business. And I I certainly don't belong in the medical decisions of my employees. That's between their doctor and their family, not Trostclair. And so, or I, Biden, or Biden. So I, I stood up, and I, I was the first one in the country to file a federal lawsuit to, to stop that. 
I thought I would be one of thousands, if not tens of thousands of people across the country. And lo and behold, I was one of six business owners across the, the, the country. And so uh, I guess because it's Let's Go Brandon and the fact that we were the first in the, in the country – BST Holdings uh, went all the way to the Supreme Court. We immediately got an injunction at the Fifth Circuit, but we went all the way to Supreme Court. Uh, we won that decision for six to three, and they estimate we saved eighty to a hundred million jobs across the United States. And I'm very honored to have been a part of that. Well, and congratulations! And let's go, Brandon. Has a different meaning for you than it does. Yeah. So for <laughs> me, it's the good old it's the good old Cajun way. G E A U X. Let's go, Brandon. Mm-hmm. And, and and I tell everybody that's for the the, the little guy standing up to big government because that's what our our fight's all about is for restoring the power back to the people. That's what it's all about. Talking to Brandon Trosclair, candidate for Secretary of State in Louisiana. You know, there are people listening who are going, "Okay, you own a grocery store chain. What makes you qualified to be our Secretary of State?" Yeah. So you know, owning thirteen stores currently and over 400 employees, uh, my responsibilities are, are, are very vast, dealing with insurance and leases and real estate. Uh, we have tens of thousands of uh, transactions every single day, so dealing with the security uh, of your your personal information. So I have a lot, a lot of experience in that. And then, the, uh, you know, me uh, suing the President of the United States proves that I have the backbone to stand up uh, against big government and fight for the people. Were you going to run against Kyle Ardwan? You had already announced, hadn't you? So we made our decision way back in October, and we formally announced on December the 8th. So we, we were a full steam ahead uh, whether Kyle was in it or not. Um, and uh, I think we have a lot of wind in our sails and a lot of momentum right now. We're fired up, we're excited, and we're working hard to earn everybody's vote. Biggest what? flaws, I'm sorry, biggest flaws of the Ardwan administration as Secretary of State, if you had to point them out. Uh, well, I think the biggest flaws probably our registration. Again, I, I, I cited earlier that Heritage Foundation that we have an F in the accuracy of our voter rolls. And then also, you know, after all these hearings that he, he promised the people that we were going to get hand-marked secure paper ballots. And then for the third time now, they're trying to write an RFP for $100 million for machines again, where we don't know. There's no accountability. There's no transparency. So that's my two big beefs with the Secretary of State's office. Now, I've heard the machines cannot be hacked. They're not hooked up to the Internet or mm-hmm. anything like that. They're, mm-hmm. they're independent, you know. Mm-hmm. Why move to a paper ballot if they're if they're secure? I'm I agree. I, I wish we would go to paper ballots, but but what's wrong with the what's wrong What's wrong with our current system? Yep. So um so currently it's proprietary software, and when you're when you're counting votes, it's, it's really simple arithmetic one plus one plus one. So what's proprietary about that? But nobody in our state has the authority to go and look at that software. So uh, that's why I want hand marked secure paper ballots. They don't have to be hooked up to the internet. I tell everybody all the time. You know, my registers at my stores aren't hooked to the Internet. I can change the price all day long by putting the code in there. I can change that code, and I can charge you, Mike, 99 cents for a bottle of water, and I can charge McCarthy over here $1.99 if I don't like her. It doesn't have to be. It's all about that source code that we don't have access to. And on top of that, I'll, I'll make an argument that I think our elections are connected to the Internet through an, what they call an Albert sensor. Do your research on that. You have a 501c3 in New York monitoring our elections in real time. To protect us against Russia, 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 and China, how can they do that if they're not connected to the Internet? Um, but again, my whole point is the software is proprietary, and it shouldn't be. We have to have transparency, and we have to have accountability, not only in our elections, but at every level of government. Let me ask you something that personally happened in my life, um, and nothing ever came of it, which I'm kind of disappointed about. My son, one, one of my two sons, one's in the Marines now, one was fresh out of the Marines, comes home. And he goes to vote in his first election from being home. Uh, he's been registered the whole time. Mm-hmm. He goes to vote. I was a couple years ago. He goes to vote. He gets to his precinct, and they say, 
um, you've already voted. Um, he has to sign some papers to do, I guess, a provisional ballot. And, you know, we contacted the Secretary of State's office and said, look, somebody voted in my son's place. And it wasn't his father. We, you know, we double checked. Um, nothing was ever done. We heard no feedback. This person, people could have been voting for my son the entire time he was in the Marines mm-hmm. and don't know about it. Um, does anybody care that that happens? Uh, you know, I can't speak to, to, to that, or I can speak under the Trostclair administration. We will certainly care and look into every single thing. You know, but one of the examples with registration is there's a halfway house with chains on the door has been shut down for three years, and there's 585 registered voters there. And we've wow. pointed this out and pointed this out, and nothing's changed. It's been, it has chains on the doors. Been mm. locked down for three years. So nobody lives there. Nobody lives there. They can't even get in the door. God. And you have 585 people there, and nothing's being done about it. So, you know, Are I can't, votes being cast in those 500 names? That I don't know. Uh, that I don't know. I'm sure we can research it and find out. But uh, but look, to your point with the phantom voters, uh, we estimate by our physical canvas, when we go out and canvas streets, that there's about a 4% rate of phantom voters out there. That can turn an election easily. Okay, mail-in ballots, mm-hmm. our last big subject. A lot of people, oh, I understand our military needs to send in mail-in mm-hmm. ballots, some elderly that need to... How how will you handle mail-in ballots? What should we be doing in Louisiana to do better on that? Yep. So currently our registrar voters, for, for the for the main part, they handle early voting. And January 23rd, our State Department put out a document that they, they want the registrar voters to only handle early voting and all registration to be handled by the Secretary of State's office, which they outsource that, like they outsource everything, to Indiana with a company called Civics. And so what I'm advocating for is to follow the Constitution have our registrar voters do a physical canvas of their parish every five years. And when somebody applies for a mail-in ballot, that somebody from the registrar voters needs to go out there and certify that, say, hey, Jane Doe, John Smith, whatever the case, they, they, they have a physical, uh, impoundment and they need, they are, uh, you know, can have that ballot. It's not just freely given out because you sign up for it. This needs to be closely, closely watched. And more locations for early voting. We've opened up satellite here in Caddo Parish. Do we need more of those so more people have access to early voting? Yeah, I, I personally don't think so, um, especially if, we're, if the state's still going to do it on, the, on machines. Again, I'm 100% against the machines. Um, but uh, I, I'm more for a, a same-day type of vote system. You know, and I think that would take a long process to get there. Um, our, our, our votes have been marketing. Our elections have been marketed for so many years to make it easy. you got some states wanting to do it on cell phones and this, that, and the other. But our safest and secure right, our most uh, our, our most secure uh, asset as an American is our right to vote. It's yeah. our most sacred right that we have is our right to vote, and we need to treat it that way. Now, you said the RFPs have been sent out for new machines? Well, they have been twice already, and they're currently writing it for a third time. But uh, the contract was revoked in 2018 due to allegations of bid rigging. The same thing happened in 2021. And uh, now my understanding is they're a matter of weeks away from putting out a new RFP. Do you see us going to paper ballots here in the last 30 seconds? Yeah, look, the people of Louisiana want paper ballots. We've been all over the state of Louisiana giving this speech and having rallies, and the people want handmarked secure paper ballots, and Act 480 gives us the authority to do that. So absolutely, I hope that's the, the route that we end up with. And under the Trostclair administration, we will. Brandon Trostler, candidate for Secretary of State. Look, thanks for coming in this morning. Thanks we for having so your much. time. Good luck to you. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Thank Micah you. McCarty, Richard Lowelling from the Weather.
1017 FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty, and uh, thanks to Brandon Trostclair for coming in this morning. Um, I was kind of, did anything surprise you about what any of what he was saying? I was surprised that that he was saying our elections aren't as secure as I, I thought they were. To hear a novice hacker got into our system and was able to pull up the Secretary of State's passwords, if that didn't trouble you to your core, you, you weren't paying attention. The, and the fact that we can't audit our elections, that the the software, mm-hmm. it, uh, okay, look, it gives a little something to Fox News when they're talking about uh, Dominion voting machines. Right, exactly. I I really struggle with with the, you know, because you, you heard our folks say how secure our system is and that you can't get, it, get onto it from the Internet and all. But then you have a novice hacker get into the system. And in a short period of time, was able to get a hold of the Secretary of State's passwords. Wow, that's troubling. Very troubling. Big time troubling. And, and that was surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for Brandon for coming in. Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel is uh, going to join us coming up after the break, talking about this possible severe weather coming to our area. Mike and McCarty. Well- One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning from the Weather Channel. Richard Llewellyn. Good morning, Richard. Good morning. How are y'all this morning? Looks like we've got some uh, severe weather possibly coming into our area. What what can we look for right now? Well, it looks like uh, later today we are going to watch uh, some storms try to approach the uh, Shreveport Metro. I think for us it looks like a timing is going to be after two o'clock today and uh, lasting on uh, through the evening and through the overnight hours tonight and throughout much of the day tomorrow as the system is going to kind of lock itself down across southeast Texas and stretch on up into the Arklatex. Looks like uh, the uh, main concern for us later today is going to be the potential for some large hail and damaging winds. The tornado threat's relatively marginal for today, uh, but it looks like the bigger concern will probably be the heavy rain that we're going to get as we uh, roll on through the uh, night tonight and into the day tomorrow. Rainfall estimates of one to two inches are possible. It looks like we'll clear everything out of here just in time for the weekend and set the stage for a nice weekend, but more rain on the horizon with more showers expected to return to the forecast at the close of the weekend and for early next week. Temp's going to be dropping. I heard somebody say into the 30s pretty soon. Is that accurate? Well, it looks like uh, for us here, it's, it's, that's probably not going to happen for us here I think we're pretty much done with the uh, potential for some frost and freeze, but uh, we are going to be looking at temperatures uh, down into the upper 40s tomorrow night and probably uh, low to mid-50s as we uh, make our way through this upcoming weekend. And then uh, temperatures next week expected to be, you know, 70s for daytime highs and nighttime lows in the 60s, or excuse me, you know, 50s and 60s. So it uh, looks like, you know, pretty average for this time of the year. Nothing, nothing really screaming anything uh, coming below average. I think the colder air is going to be further north on up into Missouri, northern Arkansas, probably into Oklahoma, where they will see the chance to see some 30-degree temperatures at night up there. So for Shreveport-Bossier, winter's over. You're pretty confident? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty confident that we're pretty much done with any any concerns with frost and freeze for us. 
uh, looks like, you know, you've got to get north of Interstate 40 to really uh, start to run uh, into the potential for, you know, frost and freeze concerns, you know. So I think for the season for us, we're pretty much done with that. Um, you know, temperatures are going to continue to run, you know, at or below average. In fact, we see that all the way out at least through the 1st of May. Uh, there are some indications out, you know, past the 1st of May, we get out toward May 3rd and 4th, we'll start to see those temperatures start to come back up into the 80s again for daytime highs. But, you know, you know, we had some hot temperatures, you know, to kick off the month. We had some readings in the 90s, you know, kind of hinting around that summer's not too far away. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going to be coming back anytime soon, at least for, at least the foreseeable future, at least for the next two weeks. More comfortable seasonal temperatures expected to stay with us here. And of course, concerns for rain on the horizon too. You know, uh, here in Shreveport, uh, I was looking over the records and, uh, you know, we've, we've had a pretty, uh, stout run of rain here for the year so far. In fact, uh, this at, uh, uh, for Shreveport itself at the airport, as we look at a whole of the records that go back 152 years, this is the fourth wettest year so far to start things off in regards to rain. There's only three other years, 1876, 1991, and 1997, that have more rain for the first part of the year compared to any other year. So we're really on the way in regards to uh, rainfall amounts. And, you know, we're going to continue to deal with saturated ground and flooding concerns could be a possibility if we get a whole lot more rain, you know, especially if we get the one to two that we're going to get tonight, that would put us up into third place for the wettest year on record so far. Richard Llewelling with the Weather Channel. Richard, it seems like we have, like you mentioned, it's been a relatively cool spring so far. What is our summer going to look like? It seems like we, we get a lot of rain and then months we get 100 you know degree temperatures and no rain for weeks. A brutal you know, summer. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's probably going to end up what's going to end up happening. Of course, you know, everything is screaming that we're going to end up going into El Nino here probably, you know, uh, as we move on into June and July. And, of course, uh, that also has concerns for down the road for what the hurricane season is going to start to look like. You know, we get toward June 1st, you know, and that's going to really start to come up on the radar for us as a whole, you know, of course, usually the hurricane season, you know, really starts to kick off in August and September. But I have a feeling that what's going to end up happening, we're going to probably end up going into a pretty hot spell of weather coming up here as we approach, uh, you know, June 1st and go probably go all the way through October with some pretty hot temperatures for us. And then, of course, you know, the, what's the hurricane season going to be like? Is it going to be, you know, what we've seen in previous El Nino years where you know, we could have some pretty intense hurricanes that impact the Gulf Coast or, you know, how's that going to play out? I think we're going to get a better handle on that. You know, right now we're seeing that the season is probably going to be a little bit above average in regards to hurricanes as we move on into the hurricane season coming up. So, you know, that's one of the things that we're going to be watching as we get closer and closer is how how everything plays out. we got a hot summer ahead, probably, you know, the potential for some tropical concerns, and more than likely, as, uh, you know, we get into the summertime, we're going to start to dry out some a little bit, too, and try to transition more to an average season in regards to rainfall. But, you know, 
anything is possible at this point. The way the weather's been here as of late, it's been we've seen wild swings and weather all across the country. So nothing's off the table at this point. But for today, the storm system that's moving in, uh, you don't see a real serious threat of tornadoes. You see, you said between one and two inches of rain, right? Yeah, at this point, it looks like the bigger concerns for for hail and damaging winds are going to be the main concern in any strong thunderstorm that we see. Tornado threats relatively marginal. The bigger threats for hail are going to be over in the Texas counties, uh, probably closer to the Metroplex, as we will see uh, the chances for severe weather better over there later this afternoon and this evening. But I think the main concern comes in for us here in Shreveport is going to be tonight as we'll just see these round after round of showers and thunderstorms coming in. This bringing a lot of rain. And we should get everything out of here tomorrow afternoon and set the stage for a pretty nice weekend. But more rain back in the forecast as we move into Sunday night into Monday with another system. Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel. Richard, thanks for your time this morning and keeping us up to date and safe. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty yesterday. Gosh, today yesterday we got lavished with delicious food. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Gregory Kellenberg came in with award winning tacos with uh you know, promoting taco wars next weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh the Scottish Tartan Festival is this weekend uh in Minden, Louisiana. So I'm glad the weather is going to move out. Uh, Saturday's supposed to be beautiful. Lots of sunshine no, in, in the 70s, so I'm yeah. excited. I asked my wife last night, because we go every year, and usually we ride the bike over. Just enjoy the, you know, enjoy Motorcycle, the ride. not like bicycle. Right. <laughs> yes, okay. Well, <laughs> you scared Generally, me. you don't say, we rode the motorcycle. <laughs> you ride the bike. We rode the bike. Okay. And uh, so we were sitting out on the front porch, and I said, uh, you know, hey, the Scottish Tartan Festival is this weekend. All mm-hmm. excited. I said, uh, it's supposed to be gorgeous. I said, it's it's in downtown Minden now. They've moved yeah. off of uh, Scotland Farms. I said, so let's ride the bike. Yeah. Parking will be much easier on a motorcycle. Oh, you know, definitely. First of all. But it, and she's like, no, I don't want to ride the bike. Oh. I said, what? What? You go too fast. <laughs> no. And she doesn't, and I understand, I do understand she doesn't like riding on the interstate. Right. You know. So I said, we'll take 80. We'll enjoy the drive. Uh-huh. You know, a beautiful day. Yeah. No, I don't want to ride the bike. Why don't you let her drive the bike? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? I'll see. That. Yeah, that'll happen. It's not going to happen? I have a, I have a pretty large bike. Yeah. It's, it's a, a Honda Valkyrie. Oh, and little women can't do that. No. <laughs> no. Ruben, will you answer the mail and email and text, please? Will you take care of that? Ask Chief Smith. He's got oh. a Valkyrie also. It's 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 literally got a, a And you don't stick, think Chief sticks. Smith will let his wife drive his bike? No. I guarantee you he won't. You ask him. Okay. Chief Smith, somebody text. Do you I let don't your want wife would you let your truck. wife? It's too big for her. My wife's kind Did of he just say woman. his Toyota truck is too big for a woman to drive? Not a woman, 
her. Okay, I'm going to go drive it. Can I drive it when we get done at 9 o'clock? Well, as a matter of fact, no. <laughs> um, we got a mini bike when my sister and I were were young, okay? Lived in yeah. Bossier for Christmas one year. Mm-hmm. My mom said, let me make sure. My mom's going to kill me for telling the story. Oh, boy. Let me make sure this is okay. <laughs> she gets on the mini bike. And doesn't know apparently what the brake is. Oh no! And runs right into the tree. Breaks our mini bike on Christmas oh, morning. Wow! <laughs> now let me say this: Dina would not even want to try. Okay. To, okay. She wouldn't even have any interest. One even right. wouldn't want to try to to to, to drive. You know. Okay. The motorcycle. Okay. I'd like to. Can you bring it tomorrow? I'll bring. No, I can't. Tomorrow it's going to be. It's going to be raining. Yeah, that's it. It's going to be raining. It's going to be raining. <laughs> You're not riding my bike. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Kiel, Shreveport Little Theater, driving Miss Daisy. We've got folks coming in next hour. Mike and McCarty. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Uh earlier this morning, if you missed it, we um we, we got a post there was something going on at Yuri Drive Middle School that if I were in school at that time or if they would have had this when I was in school, um I'd I'd have been a miserable failure. Mm-hmm. It's called Hush Day. Yeah. Now, they've been doing this for years. I think it's a great idea. And the students love it, mm-hmm. uh, apparently, according yep. to according to a lot of the posts. And the teachers, yeah, they say and, the kids the love it. Teachers love it. It's like, you know, when you're in the car and you you want to go, okay, kids, we're playing the quiet game. Mm-hmm. You know, first one to talk doesn't get a milkshake or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, exactly. You lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do this for the whole school. Uh, their post says it allows the campus to be noise-free for a whole day. The students will be given a name tag, and if they speak or cause a disturbance in an undesignated area without permission, mm-hmm. their name tag will be cut. Yeah. If the student still has their whole name at the end of the day, they'll get to go to the Leap Pep Rally and watch Dance in Line and cheer and get concessions and hang with friends. Yeah, I wouldn't have made it. Yeah. My, yeah. my my name tag. I I wouldn't have gotten off the bus mm-hmm. before right. they went. Come here, Mike. <laughs> clip clip clip. In the hallways between classes, they can't talk. Now the one that I was surprised about, they can't talk in the cafeteria during lunch. See, that's cra- that's that's, like, that's neat. <laughs> I think that's cool. That's Teachers like, that are on like lunch Shawshank duty. Redemption kind and you, of stuff. And you know there. what? I think every teacher volunteered for lunch duty on Friday. <laughs> It's the yeah. one day they want to be on lunch duty. Yeah. Um, the, the students can talk when a teacher gives them permission. I mean, don't act like they're, it's complete silence. They can talk when they're eating lunch outside, not in the cafeteria. And they can talk during outside PE if the coach says it's okay. Now, if they talk, their name tags are cut off. They don't get to go to the Leap Pep Rally Friday afternoon. There are parents that are now saying they're going to show up at the school and raise a ruckus. Oh, and come on. Uh, please. Come on. It's silly. This is just a fun day for the kids. They enjoy it. And I don't understand why, you know, why the uproar. I think it's cool. I don't think there's a problem. 
there are going to be kids like old Mikey that are not going to make it. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, and, and through no fault of my own. Just, oh, oh, it's someone else's fault. It, okay. No, it's not anybody else's fault. It's, <laughs> but, you know, when you, we didn't know what that was back in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. You just I was just a disruptive child. I wasn't bad. I was mm-hmm. just disruptive. I couldn't oh. shut up. Is it any is it any wonder I'm doing what I'm doing today? And funny funny that I just got a text. My grandfather told my mom when I was on you know 4 or 5 years mm-hmm. old said that boy's either going to be a preacher or a lawyer. <laughs> I got a text from an educator. I don't really know if I want to read this to you. Uh-oh. Speaking of, you can't shut up. Oh, Tell Mike boy. to shut up. <laughs> what? what? Okay. But I guess they think you're against, uh, you're not against Hush Day. Absolutely not. I'm just saying I wouldn't have made it. You wouldn't have made it. Yeah, I exactly. Think, I, I think it's, it would have been fun, but I, I, I wouldn't have made it. I, I just say to the parents whose panties are in a bunch about Hush Day, come on. Lighten up. Yeah, I, lighten yeah. up. No, I, I agree with yeah. lighten up. No, I think, it's a, I think it's a fun idea. Let them try it. The kids sure. seem to enjoy it. I know there's going to be some kids who don't like it, but you know what? Kids aren't going to like everything in life. They got to get used to that. There's going to be a lot of things in their life that they're going to go, God, I don't want to do this. This is stupid, but they got to do it anyway. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. Get over it. Yep. Holy cow. Let the teachers have a, you know, a nice quiet day. They're heading into leap next week. They're stressing out. Trust me, teachers are stressing out about leap just as bad as the kids are. And they got to do leap testing next week starting and, you know, they're just trying to have a fun day to get ready for the leap test. Holy cow. And people are, oh, we're going to storm the school and make a ruckus and whatever. Don't do that. Please don't do that. That's silly. Very silly. So anyway, hush days tomorrow. Yuri Drive Middle School. You can see all the de- all the deets. Did I say deets again? Keelnews dot com. <laughs> He's playing the hush game. Can I ask your friend if I can talk yet. You can talk now. Yeah, you're good. Tell me to shut up. It's like Hawkeye when when uh, Henry. Told him, sit down, Hawkeye, that's an order. And Hawkeye said, you're forcing me to stand. They they have invited you to be a visitor at Uri Drive Middle School tomorrow. They can find you a class to participate in. Let's see if you can make it through the day. I think today I could. No, you could I not. Think... Not a yeah. chance. Oh. <laughs> no, I think I could today. I got another post that said what Mike would need. You would need a sign that said, hello, and you're in big letters. My name is Brian. <laughs> what? Good. I got to You see, I can't show it to you on the radio. It's just you'd have to have a pretend name. Oh, oh, okay. yeah. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, that's funny. Well, have fun at Hush Day. I think the teachers love it. The kids love it, and and parents that are in an uproar about it. Chill pill, please. Lighten up. Yeah. One hundred one seven FM.
1017 FM 710 Keel Mike and McCarty in okay it's been it's been too long since I've had some crawfish. Mhm. It's time. It's yeah, it is time. It Where Erin, who has the best crawfish in Shreveport <laughs> Bossier? Well, keelnews.com, you can see who has the best tasting crawfish in the area and we have a little uh non-scientific poll going and I'm very surprised. Our top three right now are Chuck Wagon Crawfish, and they're leading by a good amount. So they might have got their people up they and going. They got some folks. Yeah. yeah they, they got said, some hey, people dialing in. Go to keelnews.com mm-hmm. and vote. Rubber Boot is second. I expected Rubber Boot to do well. I always hear good things about them. And in third place, our friends at Larry P's Boiling Pot. Now, if one of your favorites is uh, is not in our leading three contenders... You can go vote for your favorite at keelnews.com. Let us know what crawfish you like because after tomorrow, I'm going to go get me some. And I think I might try the number one, number two, and number three crawfishes in the area. Crawfishes. Is that how you say it? Crawfisher? Crawfishers? What's plural of crawfish? Uh, I think crawfish. <laughs> like shrimps and shrimp? I think that, Yeah. <laughs> Scrimps. Scrimps, yeah. Uh, so Chuck Wagon is in the lead right now, but, you know, everybody's coming late to the party to vote. So go vote early, vote often. I want to find out who's got the best, and we'll, we'll go and try prices are, are much more manageable right now, as yeah. low as three ninety nine a pound. Yes. three ninety eight depending on where you go. Absolutely. And it is it is a good time to eat crawfish. They're getting bigger, and they're tasty. I just don't want a place that's got them too, too spicy. No, and I know thank s- you. Sometimes thank you. They, they just get a little overwhelming with the spice. I'm not interested in that. I just want some good tasting crawfish. And some still are at seven ninety nine a pound. Why? Are you serious? Why? I, and why would you pay that? I, exactly. Don't do that. You don't have to. I told you uh, a couple weeks ago, we drove over to... Uh, 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 Dixie Inn, mm-hmm. and because we got family in in lives near Homer, so we yeah. meet there. And oh yeah, and they were like seven dollars a pound and oh. an hour wait. Ooh. And I said, nope, nope, yeah, not not. We went and found a great barbecue place, and not, we all sat and had right. barbecue and had a great time. I'm not one to wait an hour to go to a restaurant. No, no. I'm just not. I'm <laughs> no. I, you know, especially I hate after that. driving. 40 minutes oh, to get there. Oh, yeah, exactly. Not planning for that. So if you want to vote in our crawfish poll, you can still do it. Uh, skillnews.com. Just look for the crawfish. What are the best tasting crawfish in the Shreveport area? I really want your opinion. And, you know, be honest. And if you want to vote early and vote often, go ahead. I don't care. I don't <laughs> you care. can vote often? Yeah, you can oh, vote often. That delegitimizes the poll then. I said unscientific. <laughs> <laughs> Cheat. We love cheaters. Go ahead. Oh, gosh. Don't say that. (laughs) Uh, We still haven't gotten a picture yet of the sign on I-49, Welcome to Caddo Parish. Yeah. Um, Somebody's got to be driving by that way. Mm -hmm. I need a picture of that sign that says, Welcome to Caddo Parish. Don't get me started again, please. (laughs) Welcome to Caddo Parish. I found out we put two signs up. We put one up in the northern part of the parish, right as you're leaving Arkansas on I-49. And we put one as you're headed into the parish from Stonewall on I-49. To the tune of about $70,000 a piece, right? Yeah, 138000 and some change for both of them. They're beautiful. It's pretty. But I don't get the Caddo Parish welcome. I mean, no, I've never seen... Another county or parish put out a sign, 
welcome to such and such parish. You can't drive across to Wascom and it says, welcome to Harrison County. You might see welcome to Wascom, welcome to Marshall. You're not going to see welcome to Harrison County. But it's Caddo Parish money. They're proud of the parish. They say that Caddo Parish is much more than Shreveport. I get that, but it just looks goofy. It To me, it looks goofy. And, you know, I'm thinking about going and hanging a banner out there on it that oh, says Shreveport. Don't do that. Don't say that. Don't do it. You the Kill Morning be- Show does not encourage anyone to just <laughs> pay public, public property in any, in any way, shape, or form. Thank you, Ruben. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. No, don't do that. But if somebody does it, add a boy. I'm sorry. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, just look silly. They told me on Keel to go do that. <laughs> I can just see it McCarty now. will testify on my behalf. <laughs> yeah. No, she won't. I didn't tell you to do nothing. Hoke and Booley from <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy going to join us after the news. Mike and McCarty. What a one. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty and Aaron. I know th- th- these are these are my favorite segments. I've been doing theater for forty years. I know, I know. and uh, I love. There's nothing like a live performance, mm-hmm. whether it's your favorite band, uh, the symphony, or a theater performance. There's nothing like watching it live. Yeah. And in studio, Bob Blue, who plays Hoke, and Thomas Hamway, who plays. Booley, is that my, am I saying Booley right? That's it. That's yeah. Right. Uh, with Driving Miss Daisy, oh. Ann Lockhart is uh, Miss Daisy, That's right. uh, famous television actress in town for this show. Tell me a little bit about uh, how you guys got into it. Bob, you're from... You're from Alabama, but you you live here now. Well, from 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 South Carolina. That's what I said. South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no way. and... And... Uh, and and got to Louisiana by way of the military. I'm retired uh, Air Force back in 14. Uh, and and since 14, I've been working for Centenary College. And so I got into the uh, live performance through Centenary. Uh, uh, Professor uh, Logan Sledge gave oh, yeah. me an opportunity. Professor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Professor. I've known Logan a long time. Lo- and, love them over there at Centenary. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, uh, one of the best theater departments in the in, in the state, if not the nation. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's how I got there, and somehow got an opportunity for this play. Thomas, what you're from here? I've been here for 20 years, and I used to do a lot of theater in high school and in college at LSU. And then I grew up and had to be an adult and get a job and get married and have kids. And I always wanted to get back to it. And when this play came up, I just said, this is the right chance for me. And I just went for it. So this is your first show in a long time. Since 25 years. The first time I've ever been on stage in 25 years. Nice. And you're playing in Driving Miss Daisy, one of the greatest movies of all time. (laughs) It's incredible. Bob, you're playing uh, Hoke. I am playing Hoke. And Thomas, you're playing Bully. Correct. Help me with the sets. Because a lot of driving Miss Daisy is out driving out in the car. How do you do? How do you do it on the stage? Well, I guess I should say first of all that you know, remember this was a stage play, a, a Pulitzer uh, yes. Prize winning stage play before uh, the right. movie, and uh, and so on on the stage we uh, there. You know, great part of acting is making folks believe that they see what's not necessarily there, and so we have. Um, 
the formation of a car. You know, we mm-hmm. have a chair and bench, steering wheel, and, uh, and I think through our our performances, you you know, you you, you believe a, a vehicle car. is up there. Yeah, you oh, know yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Now, do you <clears throat> get? Do you have to say in the in the in the stage play? I haven't seen the stage play, honestly. Uh, do you have to make water? <laughs> I do have to make water. Let me hear uh, hope. <laughs> I do have to make water. Oh, it's man. funny how that became such a popular line. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Yeah. It, but yeah, you just oh, what a what a powerful show. Opening night tonight, correct? That's right. It's the first night that we've performed in front of a, um, a an a actual paying house, audience. A paying audience. Mm-hmm. And we performed it last night live for the first time with an actual audience. And it is something special when you were up there. And as you said, live entertainment just gets you because you don't know what's going to happen, how people are going to react. And it just it absorbs into the performance. And it's, it's fun to be a part of it. And the run is through when? The 30th. Okay. Yeah. And it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then again, next week, is it the same? So, Friday, so, so Saturday, and Sunday. Right? Okay. So we open tonight. It's official opening at 7.30 p.m. Okay. So Thursday, Friday, and Saturday is at 7.30. Sunday yes. is at 2 p.m. That's our matinee. Okay. And then the following week, it's a Friday. And we don't have a Thursday performance, but it's Friday, 7.30, Saturday, 7.30. And then Sunday, matinee, final show is a matinee at 2 p.m. So exciting. Yeah, we're, we're fired up. Thanks it's a fun in. show. It's uh, funny. If you come, you'll really enjoy yourself. Oh, absolutely. What a great show. Thanks for coming in, guys. Absolutely. <laughs> Good show. Appreciate you coming Take in. What a one. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning from the Weather Channel. Richard Llewellyn. Good morning, Richard. Good morning. How are y'all this morning? Looks like we've got some uh, severe weather possibly coming into our area. What what can we look for right now? Well, it looks like uh, later today we are going to watch uh, some storms try to approach the uh, Shreveport Metro. I think for us it looks like a timing is going to be after two o'clock today and uh, lasting on uh, through the evening and through the overnight hours tonight and throughout much of the day tomorrow as the system is going to kind of lock itself down across southeast Texas and stretch on up into the Arklatex. Looks like uh, the uh, main concern for us later today is going to be the potential for some large hail and damaging winds. The tornado threat's relatively marginal for today, uh, but it looks like the bigger concern will probably be the heavy rain that we're going to get as we uh, roll on through the uh, night tonight and into the day tomorrow. Rainfall estimates of one to two inches are possible. It looks like we'll clear everything out of here just in time for the weekend and set the stage for a nice weekend, but more rain on the horizon with more showers expected to return to the forecast at the close of the weekend and for early next week. Temp's going to be dropping. I heard somebody say into the 30s pretty soon. Is that accurate? Well, it looks like uh, for us here, it's, it's, that's probably not going to happen for us here I think we're pretty much done with the uh, potential for some frost and freeze, but uh, we are going to be looking at temperatures uh, down into the upper 40s tomorrow night and probably a low to mid-50s as we uh, make our way through this upcoming weekend. And then uh, temperatures next week expected to be, you know, 70s for daytime highs and nighttime lows in the 60s, or excuse me, you know, 50s and 60s. So uh, it looks like, you know, pretty average for this time of the year. Nothing, nothing really screaming anything uh, coming below average. I think the colder air is going to be further north on up into Missouri, northern Arkansas, probably into Oklahoma, where they will see the chance to see some 30-degree temperatures at night up there. So for Shreveport-Bossier, winter's over. You're pretty confident? 
Oh yeah, I'm pretty confident that we're pretty much done with any any concerns with frost and freeze for us. Uh, it looks like you know you've got to get north of Interstate 40 to really uh, start to run uh, into the potential for you know frost and freeze concerns. You know, so I think for the season for us, we're pretty much done with that. Um, you know, temperatures are going to continue to run you know at or below average. In fact, we see that all the way out at least through the first of May. Uh, there are some indications out, you know, past the 1st of May, we get out toward May 3rd and 4th, we'll start to see those temperatures start to come back up into the 80s again for daytime highs. But, you know, you know, we had some hot temperatures, you know, to kick off the month. We had some readings in the 90s, you know, kind of hinting around that summer's not too far away. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going to be coming back anytime soon, at least for at least the foreseeable future, at least for the next two weeks more comfortable seasonal temperatures expected to stay with us here. And, of course, concerns for rain on the horizon, too. You know, uh, here in Shreveport, I uh, was looking over the records, and, uh, you know, we've, we've had a pretty uh, stout run of rain here for the year so far. In fact, uh, this at uh, uh, for Shreveport itself at the airport, as we look at the whole of the records that go back 152 years, this is the fourth wettest year so far to start things off. In regards to rain, there's only three other years, 1876, 1991, and 1997, that have more rain for the first part of the year compared to any other year. So we're really on the way in regards to uh, rainfall amounts. And, you know, we're going to continue to deal with saturated ground and flooding concerns could be a possibility if we get a whole lot more rain, you know, especially if we get the one to two that we're going to get tonight. That would put us up into third place the wettest year on record so far. Richard Llewelling with the Weather Channel. Richard, it seems like we have, like you mentioned, it's been a relatively cool spring so far. What is our summer going to look like? It seems like we, we get a lot of rain and then months we get 100 you know degree temperatures and no rain for weeks. A brutal you know, summer. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's probably going to end up what's going to end up happening. Of course, you know, everything is screaming that we're going to end up going into El Nino here probably, you know, uh, as we move on into June and July. And, of course, uh, that also has concerns for down the road for what the hurricane season is going to start to look like. You know, we get toward June 1st, you know, and that's going to really start to come up on the radar for us as a whole. You know, of course, usually the hurricane season, you know, really starts to kick off and august and september but i have a feeling that what's going to end up happening we're going to probably end up going into a pretty hot spell of weather coming up here as we approach uh, you know june 1st and go probably go all the way through october with some pretty hot temperatures for us and then of course you know the, what's the hurricane season going to be like is it going to be you know what we've seen in previous el nino years where you know we could have some pretty intense hurricanes that impact the gulf coast or you know, how's that going to play out? I think we're going to get a better handle on that. You know, right now we're seeing that the season is probably going to be a little bit above average in regards to hurricanes as we move on into the hurricane season coming up. So, you know, that's one of the things that we're going to be watching as we get closer and closer is how, how everything plays out. We got a hot summer ahead, probably, you know, the potential for some tropical concerns and more than likely, as, uh, you know, we get into the summertime, we're going to start to dry out some a little bit, too, and try to transition more to an average season in regards to rainfall. But, you know, 
anything is possible at this point. The way the weather's been here as of late, it's been we've seen wild swings in weather all across the country. So nothing's off the table at this point. But for today, the storm system that's moving in, uh, you don't see a real serious threat of tornadoes. You see, you said between one and two inches of rain, right? Yeah, at this point, it looks like the bigger concerns for for hail and damaging winds are going to be the main concern in any strong thunderstorm that we see. Tornado threats relatively marginal. The bigger threats for hail are going to be over in the Texas counties, uh, probably closer to the Metroplex, as we will see uh, the chances for severe weather better over there later this afternoon and this evening. But I think the main concern comes in for us here in Shreveport is going to be tonight as we'll just see these round after round of showers and thunderstorms coming in. This bringing a lot of rain. And we should get everything out of here tomorrow afternoon and set the stage for a pretty nice weekend with more rain back in the forecast as we move into Sunday night into Monday with another. Off. We're having a fight, and we we dragged shut up. We dragged Chica in here because neither one of you, who, who I'm not going to say that, could survive Hush Day. Neither one. Wait, wait. What are you going to say? Neither one of you, hoochies, <laughs> could survive Hush Day. Can I say that on the radio? Is it too late? Hoochie's fine. Okay. Hoochie. They're having Hush Day. Coochie. Hush Day. But you can say hit hoochie. the button. <laughs> Hush day at a local school tomorrow. Right. Where all the kids have to be silent. It's like the quiet game for the whole school. The whole school. I think it's a fantastic idea. Chica, you couldn't do it. It's a trap, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is my mic on? Yes, yes it's on. Okay, because I feel like they designed this probably for a student like me when I was when oh. I was a kid. Oh, I, I feel like Mike maybe, right? Oh, Mike, right oh, there. I was Both terrible. of you. I you couldn't, couldn't shut do up. it. Okay, so wait, 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 hold on. This is a this is a real day, real day, Hush and they day. conned all these little kids. They've been, do- thinking, they've been doing it for years. Yeah, kids look forward to it. Right? Kids look forward to it. That's a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. Right? So wait, what happens if I get there? Right? Yeah. And I can't be hushed because they then put you don't me, get to go to the pep rally. Me, they take your name tag off. They cut your name tag off of you, and you don't go to the pep rally in the afternoon. You have to sit in a classroom. You don't understand. You couldn't do it. I know you couldn't. It physically ails me. <laughs> I know. To not say anything. <laughs> like, literally, even when I wake up. Even like at my lunch, ex, you can't talk in the cafeteria at lunch. Do you realize this is probably the best day for teachers? Oh, they well, love it. Absolutely. Teachers probably what? look sure. at this day and just rejoice, you know? And they're probably just like, man, hush day camp. And, you know, it's right there where you got a few weeks right before, and they're sick of these students. Yep. Wait. Can they say that? They can't admit it, but they're just sick of these kids and they're ready to get. But yeah, Mike and I would not have. I told you, I walked into a teacher's lounge at Bossier High School years. I don't know. I've been out. I've been out of high school 15 years or longer. And a teacher that that bless her heart, I had given trouble to growing up. Not not intentionally. I just frustrated my teachers. You talked a lot. I Yeah. And and she, I walked into the, the teacher's lounge as an adult, and she looked up, and she had quit. She just came <laughs> you back. You made her quit? She did. She quit. You were the reason. And One of my, oh. me and my friend. Uh, but she looked up, and she goes, it lives. Oh, wow. Whoa. Wow. You know wow. And I said, I, I said, Miss Wallace, let me tell you, 
I said, I have thought about you and I am sorry. Mm. I am sorry for, you know, being so disruptive. And she goes, Mike, honestly, she goes, y'all's class was the last class that really had any personality. Uh, really? So I think she, yeah, she saw it wasn't evil intent. It was just. My problem ADD. is you've got some of these snowflake parents. Ooh. Oh, hush day is not. That's so bad for the students. We're going to come down there and we're oh, going to disrupt the up. day. Come on, snowflake. <laughs> Stop it. Give but them a day. You really have parents that, that are doing oh, yeah. They're the, planning the protest. And they're going to go in and cause an uproar. That's Come just on. nuts. Just go with These it. These are the parents. No, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> These parents are probably ticked because they know that their kids are going to get home. And the second the, the, their kids get home, their yeah. kids are going to be like, <laughs> and know, I, That's and why the parents are ticked off. My message to those parents is you are never allowed to play the quiet game with your kids again. You cannot. If you If you think it's bad at school... Don't play it anymore with your kids. Hey, kids, we're playing the quiet game. Everybody be quiet. You can't do it anymore, you whiny snowflake. Wait, I have a question. Did but y'all I ever still play contend I can do it today. No. I can do it today. No. Did y'all ever play this game with your kids, though? Of Heck course. Yeah. Like when you guys yeah. were in the car and you guys, oh, the kids yes. were driving you nuts. Yes. Did your kids succeed? Yeah, because they knew I would beat them if they did. No. <laughs> I'm, that's not true. I take that back. I didn't beat that's my why children. they both became Marines. Yeah, they're both good kids now because they didn't have a snowflake mom or dad. Yeah, amen. Oh, boy. Y'all couldn't, neither one of you could make it tomorrow. Never. I'm telling you, I could today. I, I wouldn't have been able to in my 10-year-old self, but I could today. <laughs> Shut up. 101.7 FM, 7.30.